is yours. We hear what you say. One earth, one mother. One does not sell the earth. The people walk upon. We are the land. How do we sell our mother? How do we sell the star? How do we sell the air? Crazy lovers, we hear what you say. Standing the ground, standing the wrong ground. Predator's face, he possessed a race. Possession, a war that doesn't end. Children of God, feed on children of earth. Days people don't care for people. These days are the hardest. Material fields, material harvest, decoration on chain that binds, mirrors gold, the people lose their minds. Crazy horse, we hear what you say. One earth, one mother. One does not sell the earth, the people walk on. We are the land. What's up guys? Anin Miigwitch for listening. That was um Bone Days by the late great John Trudell. You are listening to another episode of TMI with Iggy Recovery Podcast for those of us who do recovery our own way. <laughs> Bonjour. Good morning to you. Oh, I gotta thank, I gotta thank the goodness of the of the universe for the voice of that man. You know, my inner child hears his words now. The words that I couldn't understand what he was speaking of when I was a child. You know, people like like John Trudell and Buffy Saint Marie. Um, sang these songs for the people, you know, in their, um, what do you call it, in their, uh, in their protest, in, in, in to give identity to the people long forgotten and characterized by Hollywood movies. You know, as hooping and hollering savages with war bonnets on their heads as they rode horseback, shooting at at uh, cowboys and and settlers. I didn't. I couldn't understand what his words meant all those years ago. And as I've grown, 
and as I have become to learn and as I have done, experienced the things that I didn't, couldn't imagine I'd ever experienced in my life, um, even up into going back to my mother's home and meeting my own people and being embraced by those people as somebody long lost and so loved. And now I think, I think as I listen to these guys, um, people like John Trudell, you know, and I was watching some of them native movies like Dance Me Outside and Smoke Signals and the very early ones, you know, that, that I can remember as a kid. <clears throat> I can now see what these guys are actually talking about. And, um... And it's cool, you know, and I can see, I can see what they're talking about now and I see how important it is to me, you know, and I try not to um, colonize myself, but at the same time, I try to respect the teaching of my mother who had once told me that um, to let the dead rest, you know, you don't. You don't speak of the dead. And I heard an older lady the other day on one of the TikToks and things talking about how, um, how, um, the reason why we keep hurting is because we're not letting our dead ancestors rest and it's stirring them up. Because we're not to speak of the dead in the Ojibwe way, right? In in the Ojibwe tradition, we're not to speak of them. And um, I read a book one time. I didn't even read it all the way through. I couldn't. It was too. It was too thick for me. I didn't have the patience. I think. And it was the story of Sakagawea, Sakakawea, and um, how her. The time that she was a child, that she was taken from her tribe to another tribe and sold off to another tribe and then sold to the fur traders, Lewis and Clark, and then returned back to her people. And the people had forgotten her because you're not supposed to speak of the dead. They thought she was dead, her own people. And she told of herself and who her family was and who her father was and who her mother was and... Um, so the story went and I stopped right there for some reason I stopped reading the book and uh, she wasn't recognized she didn't you know nobody remembered her and um, that's where I basically stopped reading the book but um, it makes sense because even in that book um, the people of Sakakawea believed that you weren't supposed to to speak of the dead, that it was rude, it was disrespectful. And since we're coming up on this time of year where people celebrate the darkness, um, the shadow, the witchery, you know, the scary things, the things unseen, the things that go bump in the night, hey man, I love it. I love it, man. I got my stuff going on. I'm ready to. I got to make me a whole other costume, but. I have something, you know what I mean? I'm going to be riding around on my bike with uh, 
my masks on, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to have fun while I do it. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a tradition uh, of the southern people of the Americas that they believe to put offerings and altars with pictures and and favorites of uh of the deceased and they place them out because they believe that there is a portal that opens and these beloved deceased are able to come back and visit right and there's even a movie about it you know Disney loves to make movies, man. And uh, they did a good job of it. But anyways, this isn't about that. I'm just saying, you know, in, in that respect, I guess. Um, since we're not supposed to speak of the dead, but John Trudell. Thank you, sir. We He left us our, he left us his voice so we can listen to that. And so anyways, moving on. Um, In this time of, you know, when, um, when our southern when our southern brothers decide to let the um let their uh practice their tradition and you know set out their offerings i think i think i would do so too i mean you know because we do have you know we do we do have feasts for for the dearly departed and things like that um i think it is a time to be completely quiet I don't think it's wrong to think about the deceased, but I do think it's disrespectful to say, like, maybe their name out loud. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that goes. I'm still learning. But anyways, um, I wanted to open up with uh, with that with that elder's, um, you know, a bit of his knowledge and a bit of his wisdom, uh, because lately... There have been numerous, um, what do you call it, numerous overdoses um, from fentanyl and basically mostly from fentanyl and it's run wild and um, there are rumors that um, the cartels, whoever they might be, are lacing their product with um, with different substances to make it more addictive to make it more addicting and you know they're after what little the pobre has you know they're a, they're after what little what little the poor people have and they're they're willing to make friends with the rich for it you know it's weird because even in the drug world there are haves and have nots you know you have the ones who can who can mask up and pretend that everything is honky dory and and work it like like they ain't doing nothing wrong and then you have the have-nots who have to steal and rob and take what is not theirs and even beg on the side of the street to get what they need from those who push the product i'm always down for marijuana the only thing about marijuana is that they rape the they rape the plant when it comes to extracting, extracting, man, that's like extracting from the earth, man, the extracting of, of, um, you go into some of those, into some of those stores, man, and it's like, they have tinctures and balms and they have drinks and 
the, what is it called, the stuff that they use dabs for, you have to extract that from the plant. So basically, you have to take the plant and rip her apart. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> you know, I'm always for marijuana, but if it has to go as deep as to extract. Extract is almost like frack. Extracting crude oil from the earth. Extracting those... Uh, precious oils from the marijuana plant herself it's the same thing it's rape so anyways speaking of rape um these things are you know drugs the heavy drugs um are killing our women killing the next generation of women killing the women who who might have a chance killing their minds, changing their mind, you know, um, there isn't anything wrong with working a nine to five, man. There isn't anything wrong with finding a peace in your life because it is your life, man. You know, um, there's this push for people to become more and more of more educated, more, you know what I mean? And there's different ways to be educated, but, um, you know, career, you know, we need people who are career-minded, you know what I mean? And it's cool to be career-minded, man. You can be you can be a career-minded person and flip blankets and pillows all day long at your local hotel. And there is nothing wrong with it because in the end, um, in the end, all we do is change over worlds, man. In the end, you know, we might be, you know, the changing of the world. We might go on to the next world where, hey, man, um... Our uh, shoot, your it'll be it'll be somebody else flipping your blankets and, and your pillows and fluffing your pillows and leaving the mint on your pillows. You know what I mean? Um, and I had a conversation with a young man, and um, this young man struggled to find who he was as as he reached adulthood. You know. And uh, when he came of age, he finally found a spot where he liked, man. And I don't know if it encouraged him or if it soothed something in this young man, but, you know, he wanted to be a newspaper guy. And not so much in the form of a, of a what do you call it, of a, of a, a reporter, but as in the press, he wanted to work the printing press, you know, and, and and that whole function, man. And I told him, I told that young man, I said, you know what, man? It doesn't matter if all you want to do is be a newspaper man for the rest of your life. There is nothing wrong with that. So long as you're not... Because I, I don't want to see anybody having to be out there begging uh, for change. Not like I'm not going to give you whatever I have. You know, and I might have to split it with you because I don't have that much for myself, but you can have some because that's what I got. Um, that's fine, you know, but there is no need to, to fall into such a dire straits that you should have to be out there, especially not in this country. You know, there are many ways to earn a living and to be happy about it. 
you know, and if you have a significant other, then there's a way that you guys can lean on each other, and there's nothing wrong with that. So anyways, um, like I said, that young man, I encouraged him in that way, and, I, and it soothed my soul to be able to encourage him like that. And um, for those of us who are in recovery, I wanted to let you guys know that recovery is not a standardizing cookie cutter process. Give me one second. Okay, so I'm sorry about that. Um, so I'm going to read, I'm reading um, from chapter one of the Living Clean uh, Narcotics Anonymous book. Um, Living Clean, The Journey Continues is the name of the book. And um, it goes on to say that recovery is not a standardizing cookie cutter process. We don't all go through the same process in the same way and we don't all come out of it the same way. But there are some familiar landmarks we pass. We have phases and stages uh, corners we turn, staircases we climb, and each of us has periods of intense growth and times when change is more subtle. Having a new way to live means that we have to live in new ways. We can't get confused or lost even when we have many years clean. Now, I'm going to stop right there because that new ways, it says right there, um... Oh, and this is page five. I don't know if you guys got it, but it says um, having a new way to live means we have to live in new ways. And, and that's not like pertaining to the white man's way for my natives out there who are who are looking to reclaim their identity. It means that we have to stop living in the drug addicted white man's way. Um, it says... Having a new way to live means that we have to live in a new way. And we can't get confused or lost, even when we have many years clean. Now, I don't have that many years clean shit. I don't even have that many months clean because I'm always relapsing and shit. But I want to be able to share this with you because we're all on the same journey. And, you know, there's no such thing as perfect adherence. You know, perfect, perfect attendance in school. Maybe, but there is no such thing as perfect uh, adherence to the suggestions that we find in, um, you know, in the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. And for those of us who follow the red road, um, that too uh, connects with the 12 steps. Um, and I'm learning on that too. Sometimes um, since I've lived so far away from my traditions and from my people, um, I get... Uh, frustrated because I don't think it's for me and then you know there's that conflict again you know and I wasn't raised in you know you gotta go to church and you gotta get baptized and all that I was not raised like that I was I was given free will you know and thank God for my dad who said no you don't you're not getting baptized you know we don't do that here we're not gonna we're not gonna force you to believe in something that means uh, something so terrible to other people and then claim that it's something beautiful to each his own. And I don't think neither here nor there about um, anything. You know, I don't, I am conflicted and yes, I do get mad and I do want 
um, answers. And, and yes, the people, uh, the children of the schools deserve to be heard like they deserve their own uh what do you call it their own their voices to be heard the truth to be told and not only just to be told but to be reconciled you know some people might say like hey man well those kids you know they died all those years ago and and you know they never even got the chance to reproduce other children how can you say that that's your family man and then that's where the anger kicks in because they did belong to somebody you know what i mean somebody's brother got sent somebody's sisters got sent you know while others were born on the reservation and so then you get that you get that anger and that negative energy and it um it certainly does stir something up in a person who has heard the stories who has read the history books that were not allowed in school you know, and so then, um, so then there's that, you know, yes, they do. You know, there's, there's, there are those people that will say, you just need to get over it. Well, you know what? Get over 9-11. Uh, get over 9-11. Get over the Pentagon. Get over, um, uh, let's see, get over a uh, women's suffragette. Get over, um, Get over the Holocaust. You guys aren't the only ones. That's what I want them to understand and to accept and, and to realize that, you know what? You, with the blue eyes and the light-skinned and the, and the snowy white hair or the yellow blonde hair or the, or the, um, you know, light skin and black hair and blue eyes. And, you know, you need to understand that, yeah, you're not the only ones that hurt, you know. And that goes to say, too, with like, um, give me a minute. had to put this on man i could i, I have a, a background <laughs> and uh somebody's coughing back there <laughs> so yeah so that's um brings me back to this you know that that get over it that you're not the only one that hurts um you know in saying that we have to i had i had needed to realize that um that no i wasn't the only one that was hurting you know, and for the longest time, I had numbed myself out because I didn't want to feel the hurt. I was doing exactly what everybody was telling me to do, and I was getting over it. I was getting over it, boy. Let me tell you what, I got over it real quick, man. I got over it real quick, and I fucking forgot about the whole shit, you know. And um, and that has nothing to do with you know, the, the history of my people and of the people, but, um, but it does have the, um, it does have an echo. It does share an echo, uh, with my own personal story and getting over it and numbing the pain of whatever decisions I too had made. And, um, so, um, 
it tells us that, you know, we don't all go through the process in the same way and we don't all come out of it the same. But there are some familiar landmarks that we pass. Mm, we have phases and stages. Corners we turn, staircases we climb, and each of us has periods of intense growth. And sometimes we change. Uh, sometimes the change is more subtle. Having a new way to live means that we have a new ways uh, that we have to live in new ways and we can't get confused or lost when we have many years clean and it's hard to speak to a Native American um, audience because there are those who um, who do partake in the ceremony of um, peyote you know but that's on a whole other level and the ones who are actually traditional about it don't run around um don't run around inebriated off the stuff, you know. And I myself, um, I'm a female. I'm not supposed to know of those things. So I will quit talking about that. But um, so allowing each other room to grow at our own pace is difficult, especially when we care for each other. And, you know, when it comes to caring for each other, man, it's hard. The whole family has to heal. It can't just be me who's healing and, and watch the people around me stay drunk and high. You know what I mean? The whole family has to realize this. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere. It's going to just keep repeating and repeating and repeating. It's going to be like um, like a CD player that's been put on repeat. Or nowadays, they call it a loop. You know, like the little shorts that you find on TikTok and and um, and Facebook. And if you leave it play, it'll keep playing and playing and playing. And so, um, so there's all of that that happens in the physical world. You know, um, and I'm not saying like you know we go round and round in the in the powwow circle. You know, um, that's not it. But we have to grow together and we have to understand that, hey, I am not the only one that hurts here. We all hurt. So let's all, let's all um, heal together because we can and we have to stop thinking. Do you guys hear that? little airplane has a buzz doesn't it so anyways um so then there's that and we have to grow together and we have to stop thinking along the lines of me you know like you hurt me and i was hurt and i and i and you 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 and me 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 and it's not we or us you know i had a family member put other family members on blast um you know on the facebook and hey that's cool do it child you know that's that's your that is your truth to speak but don't turn around and go stay drunk and blame it on the fact that somebody hurt you do yourself a favor now that you've gotten it out into the open heal yourself heal yourself don't stay in the in the i'm gonna stay drunk 
in that hateful mode. Well, you know what I mean? I'll show you. You want to touch me like that? I'll show you. I'm going to stay drunk. And cry about it while I'm drunk. Nobody is saying, oh, well, you should have said something. No, I'm not saying, oh, well, you should have said something. No, I understand. Sometimes you just can't say anything. And then when you finally get mad enough and say something, you spew it out all into the world. And that's how it gets dealt with. But what are you going to do afterwards? What are we going to do about this afterwards? What can I do to help you? Or do you not want my help? Because uh, maybe I might have known about it. and um, Or I look just like the abuser. So you're not going to accept my help because of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's We have to heal together. We can't just go out and, and blast people and then not do anything about it to help ourselves heal. To help the next generation heal. To help their babies heal. Blah, blah, blah. And so, as I was saying, allowing each other room to grow at our own pace is difficult. Especially when we care for each other. But self-acceptance and self-respect are the results of going through the process in our own way. Time is not the same as experience. Just because we have been here for a long time doesn't mean that we know everything we need to know. We don't graduate from the simple steps that keep us clean and free. Our lives continue to unfold. We start at different places and we grow at different places. Times represent the opportunity for growth. But we still have to step back or go a step up to the challenge and to be open to the lesson. Practicing honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness keeps us teachable, grateful, and humble. The differences between humility and humiliation can be at the level of acceptance. We have to be, we have, excuse me, the difference between humility and humiliation can be the level of acceptance we have about the information we get. We listen with an open mind. Anyone can carry a message to us. So I'm going to stop right there. Um, but I wanted to share that with you because that line back there that we need a new, you know, having a new way to live means we have to live in new ways. And so like where we were once drinking and drugging, where we were once drinking and drugging and shunning whatever it was that we were shunning, um, we now have to turn back to our, to our traditional ways and live those clean and free, you know, free of alcohol, free of those mind changers as they are called in the Wellbriety book. We have to change our minds from the negative warrior to the positive warriors and put down that hatred that has killed us and that frustration that has kept us tied up for so long. You know, it's like that when Cheech, when Cheech Marin is inside the, when he's locked up in the, in the insane asylum and he's in the straitjacket, 
And the person comes in there and he's like, hey, man, when are we going to get out of here? Hey, man. And he's all wrapped up in that in that straight jacket. And he's sitting on the floor, scooting across the floor like a dog. And he's like, my balls itch. All crying, my balls itch. <laughs> we can look at it like that. You know, that's the that's the frustration, man. Fuck, I can't get out of here, man. Somehow something needs to something needs to click. And um and that's where it goes. That's that's where we have to have patience with ourselves. And that's where we have to really work through. That's where we can't just throw up our hands and say, you know what, this recovery bullshit doesn't work. Especially Especially when we see it tearing down our families one fucking syringe at a time. I can count on my fingers the family members that I have lost just this year to overdose. And it has to do with that fentanyl bullshit. Whatever the fuck. Whatever. Because sometimes it's like I don't get any closure. It's just I I hear about it that so-and-so, you know, so-and-so was found. And so-and-so was found. And then it's like, well, what really happened to him? And everybody's just like, oh, OD. OD for what? You know? And then you hear about it over here, too, in the little town that I live in. You know, so-and-so died of an OD. So-and-so died of an OD. So-and-so died from hypothermia because she was high and decided to go walking and fell off the side of the mountain and they found her thrown. And then to hear somebody else who who lives a life that is completely clean and, you know, that, that picture-perfect American dream. And you hear that person say, oh, well, they found her fucking thrown on the side of the road, you know, and not even give any... any um. You know, just because they know it all. They know it all. And it's like, she wasn't just found on the side of the fucking road, dude. She was fucking, she walked off the side of the cliff, dude. And her fucking car was, you know, so many fucking, you know, a mile and a half away from where they fucking found her. And then her boyfriend was found inside the fucking, somebody's, camper trailer hiding out claiming that he had did it and then he goes and he commits suicide for whatever fucking reason right and you hear those uppity people who just fucking know everything and you just want to fucking bash them in the face and it hurts to hear them relay the message the way they do so so inconsiderate of the deceased and that is why we don't speak of the deceased because it stirs up the, it stirs up that hatred. And, and for those of us who are trying to stay clean, it gives us a reason to relapse. It gives us a reason to relapse. It gives us a reason to fall back into that old stinking thinking, pity party, poor me. That was my friend. I hurt. How dare you say that? And that's my pity party. And that's my, that's my pity party. And, and oh, now that's my reason to go out and use because you've offended me with your arrogance and you're ignorant to the fact that that person was loved. And, and so we got to find, 
you know, other people who have has, who have and who have more time um, walking that red road, walking that good way, because you can't walk the good way holding the trickster's hand. You know, you can't walk that good way holding the trickster's hand. It'll never work. And, um, and that's terrible because we wish we could, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to share that with you. That was on my heart today and I love you guys and I wish you peace and love and, uh, with much respect and I honor you and, um, I see you, I honor you, and I remember you always, and I love you dearly. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Miigwech. I'm going to leave you with the White Buffalo Calf song uh, by Buffalo Spirit. Buffalo Caps on
this lecture.